Howdy, y'all. It's Yarns and Tales. Yep, it's episode 33 of Yarns and Tales. It's, um, it's been an interesting week. That's all I can say. It's just been really interesting. Um, got some painting done on the old treadle base that, um, words escape me already. Really, I just started this thing and my words just go poof right out of my brain. Um, treadle base that I had that's one of my before and afters that I've been working on. Finally got it to outside to paint yesterday. Getting out, getting everything set up, getting it set up on some brown paper so I don't, you know, completely spray paint the concrete where my barn part, barn porch is. So I get all this right here. I get it painted yesterday. But the minute I get the can out and I pop the lid, the wind blows. And I'm like, really? <gasps> anyway, the wind died down and I got it painted. A couple of coats on it. Yesterday, this was yesterday. This was good. Um, it's the process is to get this new table for my sewing space. But that was yesterday. Um, Monday. Well, I'll tell you about Monday in a little bit. What I'm working on today, though, for the yarn part of the, the show, is I decided I would do more crochet this time. So, I went perusing over the weekend, looking for... Weekend? Well, maybe not the weekend. Um, no. Monday evening. Tuesday. One of those days. Y'all stop laughing. It's been one of those weeks. Been one of those months. But anyway, well, actually, July was. This is August, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I went looking for a fingerless glove pattern that's crocheted, but is like super simple. And so I found one on crochet.about.com and this is skill level beginner you know I wanted something really fast and easy nothing fancy and I come across this one because well initially I go to Google and I Google for specifically um let me scroll up Crochet, fingerless gloves, free pattern. And then I click the images. And it's like eye candy galore. Holy moly. There was just so many. I just wanted to own all of these gloves. Because I have a fingerless glove fetish. I love them. And I love the different yarns and the textures that each one and the different stitches give it and there's just a look to each and every one of them but i'm one of the few people that i ever see in this town wear them my daughter wears them 
She likes fingerless gloves. And I love mine. I love making them. Prefer to knit them, but knitting, well, I get distracted. Y'all know that. So, anyway, I decided, well, let's crochet a pair. So, I find the one at about.com. Because it was like, really simple, and it was kind of lacy, and it's something that would work here in the South, like, really well. Because, you know, you have a lot of days that the thermometer is screaming between 80 degrees and 100 degrees Fahrenheit for y'all. And this is, like, hot because it's really humid. You go outside and the moisture content of the air, you cannot sweat. So all you do is overheat. And good golly, Miss Molly, take that along with the gnats. And the gnats are thirsty, so they go on for every moist orifice available to them. And you just, ooh, you want to scream. So, anyway, you learn the southern, <laughs> you, you blow. And most people, they'll start fanning. But if you truly lived in the South any amount of time, there's a technique where you pull your upper lip in a little bit, you extend your outer lip out a little bit, and you blow air up toward your nose and face. This disperses gnats without the use of your hands. It is usually effective, but there are those dedicated gnats that are hell-bent on being ninjas and get all up in your eyes and your nose and they want to buzz on your ears. And it, oh, good gracious, it is really, really, really annoying on a really humid day. So, anyway, back to what I was talking about. So, these lacy gloves that I found on about, they're really easy. And so, it required... Now, of course, what it required, I didn't exactly hold true to. I was using leftover yarns because it was a prototype experiment um i'm gonna read you the pattern but i'll also link it to you in the show notes but the pattern you chain 26 for length now the way it's put together is the 26 you're going to end up the way you work this rectangle is that'll wrap around and it'll actually run from the base of your fingers down past your wrist simple enough but you'll work on it the other way i know that made complete sense didn't it in an idiotic kind of way but row one you treble you do a treble stitch in the fourth chain from the hook and then in each stitch afterwards across the row then you chain three more and you turn row two and this is the row you will repeat until you have the various sizes listed 
which will range between six and eight inches in length this way, depending on how big or tiny your hand is. But row two is you work one treble in each stitch across the row. Chain three, turn it around, and do chain, do row two all over again. And you keep doing that back and forth and back and forth, just trebles, until you get to between six and eight inches. Because it has to go, it has to wrap around from thumb to thumb, you know, around the top and up under. Because you're going to whip stitch the edges there from, you know, about an, uh, oh, maybe an inch between the top to the bend in your thumb. And then you're going to leave about a two inch gap for your, th your thumb to stick out. And then you're going to, from there, all the way to the base of it again, stitch it closed. So then when you put it on, you have this really interesting ladder look effect lacy glove. Well, this is what I worked on. Now, mine kind of didn't turn out as pretty as I wanted, but it did turn out pretty good. Now, what did I do different? The yarn that this person's pattern called for Let's see, where did she say? Um, da dum dum dum. I believe she stated that she used a quote number three. Yes, yarn. She used a Bernat Softy yarn to crochet crochet her sample gloves. Her yarn was a number three. And alternative names for this weight are DK, double knit, or light worsted, which is roughly kind of what I used. It was some leftover white yarn from too many years ago. Now, the only thing I did do different is she says to use a size G or number six crochet hook which is also a 4.25 millimeter crochet hook i of course using you know picking out my two favorite crochet hooks i of course have size f and size h no g i'm like really so knowing that i have kind of large hands I went with the H hook. It, uh, it worked out. It, it worked. Sorta. Of, kinda maybe. Anyway, so now I'm working on another pair based off of this one. But, um, the, what, what I'm using is some yarn that I had bought and, well, you know, one of those kind of skeins. Anyway, this right here is a number five bulky. 
but it's this really nice autumn kind of color um anyway sorry my brain is just going out the window today good gracious this one is by lion brand and the color is woodlands number 206 it's from their tweed stripes collection i cannot begin to tell you how old it is because well it was in my basket buried i had been putting other yarns in my basket and kind of it got lost <laughs> y'all know how that goes but woodlands has some nice blue tones and brassy tones and gold tones on a brown background so you kind of got the water look and the turning leaves you know woodland you know anyway so i figured i would work on this fingerless glove while i tell you about monday what was so special about monday i may have mentioned this I got called for jury service. Yes, delightful thing here in democracy land. Jury service. I was truly dreading it, seriously. It was for criminal cases. The last time I had jury duty was 20 years ago, and it was a civil case. That was so stupid. Really, I digress on that one. Anyway, so... Monday, I had to be there, 9.30, get there, and according to the summons, leave your cell phone in your vehicle. You can't bring it in whatsoever. So, I went ahead and I left my purse, and I left my uh, phone, and I tucked them away, hid in my vehicle. Not telling y'all where, because I never know who's listening to this. <laughs> so anyway, what I was wearing was a, a long sleeve white shirt, because you never know how cold these uh, courtrooms are going to be. Black vest. So I had little vest pockets. I had my keys, and I had my little first generation iPod. Without, I mean, no sound, no Wi-Fi. No nothing to it. I get up to the first metal detector and they're like, no electronic devices at all. They should have put that on the jury summons. So now I go trekking all the way back. I mean, parking was atrocious. And I got there early. So I go all the way back across the street to the other side of this parking space area and I put the my little iPod in my purse lock up my vehicle again and then go all the way back over to the courthouse and I get back up there and the deputy he was really nice and I come up and I have my keys in my hand and my key fob and I said this is it so I set those on the table, and I walk through the metal detector, and yes, of course, it goes berserk. All these, this little klaxon. 
And I turn around and I smile and he says, Do you have any metal on you? I left my pocket knife at home, folks. Otherwise, that thing goes with me everywhere. I am a country girl. And I looked down at my vest and I kind of hold it out a little bit. And my three buttons, I tapped on the bottom one. I said, metal buttons. So he takes his little magic wand and he goes whoop, over it. And he goes to making god-awful noises. He goes, oh, okay, you're okay to go up. So then I go to the second floor of the courthouse. And on the second floor, there is another metal detector that you have to pass through. Now, this gentleman up there, he's a little older, a little more laid back. He's got an old fat butter dish. And he holds out for you put your keys and your whatever metal bits in. And then I pass through. That one was set different. My buttons didn't set it off. Thank goodness. I grab my keys and I go in. Holy moly. There was almost nowhere to sit. This courtroom, the gallery, was packed with the jury pool that had been called to pick for the various trials during this session for Superior Court. Now, thankfully, this judge, he was a hoot. Great sense of humor. He didn't get uptight about nothing. He had a great disposition. I like this guy. So this is a shout out to uh, Judge Reinhardt. He's awesome. So anyway, you know, we're all getting sardine canned into the gallery of the courtroom. And our our town has the moniker of being, quote, the friendly city. One of the bailiffs, she comes up, she goes, okay now, folks. We're known as being the friendly city, and we're about to get friendly. Everybody's got to scoot over and squinch in. And so we were putting people. Now, you know what was funny? 30 people didn't show up. I'm not sure where they would have fit in there. So, because nearly 200 people, give or take, you know, a dozen, two dozen so, didn't. Okay, that's how many got called. Somewhere between 150 and 200 people were called for jury service, just for superior court. Then, 30 of them, at least 30 of them, didn't show up. And that's a $300 fine, we found out later. Holy moly. So, anyway, they go through roll call. And I swear that took forever. And oh, by the way, the gallery, wooden benches. Oh, my butt, by the end of the day. That was at 9.30 that morning, Monday morning. I didn't get done with that place until we weren't dismissed until 4.30 that afternoon. That's a lot of hardwood on my bony butt. But we're sitting in there and we get through all of the roll call twice over we go through the swearing in processes gallery got sworn in the bailiffs got sworn in did the pledge of allegiance 
We go through all the patriotic stuff. So now we get started. So then they go through calling, and they called like the first, they called a random, I say random, I don't know what their method was, 46 people to fill the jury box, the alternate jury box, and two rows in the gallery for the first, quote, panel. And these were the, the first ones they were going to weed through for the first trial. Okay, this started, and then by, and the rest of us just had to sit there and wait quietly. No talking. In a room that felt like a daggum meat locker. I was so doggone cold, and I wore a long sleeve. You know, it's 95 degrees outside, and it's 95 below in the courtroom. Which is kind of funny, but not at the same time. Anyway, so we're in there, and the um, prosecuting attorney, woman, wearing her power red blazer, the first case was uh, domestic abuse. And she's having to run through some questions, find out, you know, potential members. And so she gets to do her questions before defense gets to do their questions. <laughs> so the prosecuting attorney, she's asking the panel, not us in the gallery anymore, but the panel chosen, the 46, she says, okay, how many of you own a gun? At least 80% of the panel, whoop, up go their hands. All of us in the gallery, start laughing out loud it was funny this is the south who does not own a gun should have been a more appropriate question and then she she kind of she grins she she actually found it funny so then she backs up and she goes okay let me refine the question how many own a handgun same hands all went up Whoop. <laughs> it was hilarious and then around they the attorneys they stopped for a little bit and the judge he told at 11 o'clock he told all of us in the gallery to go get something to eat whatever be back at one o'clock so you know that's what we did. And so as the gallery's leaving, several of us, we commented once we got outside the courtroom. Her question was hilarious. It shouldn't have been if. It should have been how many. How many guns do you own? We're the South, you know. We we have an affinity for our right to bear arms. Because there's a lot of hunting that goes on. And there's a lot of home defense that is believed in here. And it's just, we're, we do not fear guns, most of us. You do have those that are uncomfortable around firearms. There's nothing against that. I, however, I am comfortable around them. I know how to ask questions. I know how to point. I know where to point. And I know when to pull the trigger and when not to. Enough said. But that was the funny part. 
And then when we get back in, oh, before we left, there was one other funny. You got to hear this before I quit. Um, They were talking about, you know, when the trial was going to be. And on that day, was there anybody who couldn't be there for the panel? And one gentleman, he raises his hand up. And the prosecutor, she's like, and you have a doctor's appointment or something? He says, dentist. She said, and you cannot reschedule? <laughs> he pointed out he had an abscessed tooth that he'd been taking meds for. And he was having teeth pulled that day. And that he would much rather be in her jury box than the dentist chair. Again, the gallery where I was at, we laughed out loud. That was funny. Anyway, I got pulled in for the second panel when we come back at one o'clock. And I got pulled into that one. And that one was about drug trafficking. And for the process, we when we got our summons, there was a questionnaire had to be filled out. And there was a question that dealt with um, recreational drug use and opinions about it. Well, mine is decriminalize all illegal drugs and just tax the crap out of them. You know, it it's a bolster, you know. You need tax money? Do that. Gee whiz. Quit wasting tax dollars trying to get rid of it. Just decriminalize it. Get taxes off of it. Gee whiz. Settle everything. Well, I essentially, in less sarcastic terms, put that on my, uh, my, my questionnaire. So then the question comes up about the, uh, decriminalization of of uh, marijuana in certain states in the U.S. My state has not done that yet. I hope they will. But anyway, so, you know, she is asking about, oh, no, it was a guy this time. My prosecuting attorney that was polling us was a dude. And he was like, you know, does anyone hold a strong opinion about this? Of all 46 that were polled, that were in the panel I was in, I was the only one to raise my hands. I was like, really? That was weird. And he was like, without giving anything away, I said, yes, I have very strong opinion about it. So he's like, well, we'll discuss that in chambers after, you know, before we go picking. So then when the defense attorney gets up there, he points out to me, and he's like, you mentioned earlier you had a strong opinion. This guy was awesome. He had a ponytail. He said, I made it a point to read everyone's questionnaires. Yours wouldn't happen to have something to do with what you wrote on yours. And I said, it had everything to do with it. He said, well, thank you. I did not get picked for that jury. <laughs> I'm pretty sure prosecution did not want me on there, though I do not know. But, yeah. And then they held, I didn't get picked for the second trial. And so 
that the, those group of people that did get picked, the 12 plus the two alts, they got dismissed. And then they held the everybody for a third round of picks. And we were like, really? And at this point, it was 3 o'clock, 3.30. And it had already been a very long day for just two picks. So we're all gossiping because the, the judge is like, well, we're going to recess for a little bit. We'll be right back. Okay, this is where time gets distorted. Right back was an hour, give or take. T comes out and he tells us that um, we had been, they had already uh, had several settle out of court. That's what he was doing, going through, accepting the pleas and the whatnots. And that our services were no longer required. And the nutshell was, thank you and goodbye. Now, he did have a very wonderful, you know, community speech. And he had really valid points in what he was telling us. But anyway, <clears throat> sorry about that. Oh, I got to have water. Oh, much better. Anyway, I'm running long today. So, the whole time, I was sitting there wishing, you know, I wish I had my yarn with me and my hooks, my needles. I could have been working on something. I'd have had a whole scarf finished by the time all this. No. They'll allow books, but they're not real keen on pointy objects, you know? <laughs> So anyway, that was my Monday. That was my Monday, was sitting all day on wooden benches, enjoying our democratic system of jury of your peers, which I learned very quickly from some of the questions and some of the the way people dress. I'm kind of out of place here. <laughs> But then, I already knew that. I like being the black sheep in this community of white sheep. I am a southern girl who just doesn't fit in this interesting community. I'm different. I'm weird. I'm odd. I walk a different road. I think different ways. And it's encounters like that that really it's weird that i'll leave it at that but anyway i have run really long today well longer than i normally would but i'm going to keep working on the you know i've gotten a couple of rows in with my this next color that i'm using the the woodlands i should have it finished sometime hmm Tonight? Tomorrow? I still gotta bay the cat. I'll tell you how that goes next time. Yeah. Bathing a cat. That's gonna be fun. Anyway, thank y'all for listening in. I, I'm glad you did. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you liked me enough to listen to my ramblings and talking about 
my yarn projects and yarn fetishes and ah yes but if y'all are sick i hope you get well soon and if you're well i hope you stay well if you're cold go warm up and if you're hot cool off baby it ain't fun being that hot uh my site www.revlee.me that's r-e-v-l-e-a dot m-e y'all take care and we will give y'all a holler next week bye y'all